Good morning, I'm Arlie Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 18th, 2022. Let me begin by encouraging you to go to the SchillerInstitute.com website and watch the extraordinary conference that took place yesterday on the question of stopping the murder of Afghanistan. Uh, it featured Helga Zepp-LaRouche along with a number of other speakers who were very knowledgeable, very much involved in, in the whole question of Afghanistan. But what Helga Zeplarouche did was make two essential points. First, that present Western policy is to push the starvation and destruction of Afghanistan, which will kill more Afghans and were killed in the wars so far, and more by far than the Taliban would ever kill if in fact they intended to kill Afghans. This is a genocide policy, withholding funds uh, where people are starving, uh, freezing the funds that are owed to them, uh, not allowing humanitarian aid to function, uh, and essentially setting Afghanistan up to be a disastrously failed state represents a threat to the whole world, but in particular, a commitment to genocide by the leaders of the Western countries and it must be stopped. Now, the second point she made is that there must be, in, instead of that, a coordinated international effort, not just to change the policy, but to demonstrate that nations can work to together to solve problems and do good. This is going to require Americans to work on our government, to work on our country, to work on our fellow countrymen, to recapture the morality of the American system, which has been turned into a killing machine on behalf of global financial interests, when in fact we should be leading the way in economic development, cooperation, technological progress for the poorer nations of the world. This is the anti-colonial tradition of the American Revolution, and it would be important to reconstitute that today, to work with the Russians, with the Chinese, with Afghanistan's other neighbors, to rebuild that country. So that was the essential theme of, of Mrs. LaRouche's presentation uh, through her proposal for Operation Ibn Sina. Again, I encourage you, go to the Schiller Institute, Institute website, schillerinstitute.com, download it, and watch it. Now, secondly, I want to take up the speculation that's underway about what's going on with Ukraine and the U.S.-Russian-NATO negotiations. There are some people who are saying, well, now it looks like there'll be a compromise. Uh, Putin made his point. Uh, the West listened. Uh, Russia must now go ahead and pull back. Uh, NATO membership for Ukraine should be put off, and there should be concentration on reduction of nuclear weapons, uh, expansion beyond the INF agreement, and so on. Now, the problem with that is that it still doesn't address the problem. Uh, it may well be the case that the potential exists now for de-escalation. Uh, but what caused that potential? It was the tough line from Putin who said he will no longer accept on behalf of Russia and its security interests the deployment of forces and weapons on the border of Russia by hostile governments. The problem stems not from Putin's reaction. Putin's reaction makes perfect sense. 
just as John Kennedy in 1962 made it clear that the U.S. could not tolerate Soviet nuclear missiles on the island of Cuba. But the problem is that the British, the uh, United States, and NATO war hawks are compelled to break the Russian-China alliance. That's an underlying background to this whole situation. That was Kissinger's strategy with the original opening to China. You can play the two off against each other. Now, why are they afraid of a Russia-China alliance? Because the West is collapsing economically, financially, physically, morally, spiritually, psychologically, while Eurasia is advancing, and advancing in a way that the United States and Western Europe used to advance based on scientific and technological progress and a commitment to advancing the interests of the entire population. Now, let's look at an example of what's being done to show that the West is attempting to destroy a Eurasian uh, century. Look at the color revolution that was launched in Kazakhstan. The usual suspects were involved, probably elements of the U.S. State Department, although we're not sure about that yet, but certainly the non-governmental organizations which work with the State Department, the Soros Networks, the National Endowment for Democracy, people like Victoria Nuland, who helped to run the coup in Ukraine in February 2014. They tried to take a popular uprising against higher gas prices and turn it into a revolution, a color revolution. The main damage was done not by people who were protesting gas prices, but by terrorists and thugs, including some who came from Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria and had been trained in such tactics by Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Now, ultimately, the threat was against Russia and against China. And this was recognized very quickly by the Russians, who moved to counter it by sending in forces to crush the rebellion. And Putin himself said there will be no more color revolutions. Now, the ultimate threat, therefore, against Russia, given that the operation in Kazakhstan didn't work, the ultimate threat is if Russia does anything in Ukraine to respond to Western encroachment of Russian red lines, crossing over the red lines. If Russia does anything, they'll be kicked out of the SWIFT transaction system, which would be, according to Blinken and Victoria Nuland and others, devastating to the Russian economy. Well, the Russian economy has been buffeted with, with sanctions and, and other economic warfare measures for years. It's surviving. It's not great. Uh, the Chinese economy has been hit with sanctions, but together Russia and China have an economic policy of growth, of, of investment in production. More importantly, they have a capability to work together, if necessary, to set up a new financial system, one that would replace the petrodollar system, would knock the United States dollar and the European euro out of the box. That's their fallback option. The West has no fallback option except the Great Reset, which is to accelerate the looting, not just of the poorer countries of the world, the former colonial sector, but also of the Western countries. So if Russia and China were forced to break with the Western financial system, 
What would crash first would be the Western financial system, which is already on the way toward a systemic breakdown. And toward that, we would say good riddance. The problem is, if it's done in an uncontrolled way, it will inflict misery upon every nation on the planet, including especially the Western nations. The alternative proposal comes from Mrs. LaRouche. Dismantle NATO. The way to solve the Russian-U.S. confrontation is to get rid of NATO, which has no longer a reason to exist. It was set up to stop the Soviet Union, which, in case you haven't noticed, disappeared 32 years ago. The intention of NATO is to have a military force to work as with the United States to impose the policies of the Anglo-American financial faction, that the NATO policy is to destroy nations that insist on being sovereign, whether it's Libya, whether it's Iraq, whether it was Ukraine under Yanukovych, and especially whether it's Russia and China, who will not give up their economic sovereignty to the lords of London and the banksters of Wall Street and Silicon Valley. Instead, the solution would be dismantle NATO, which no longer has a, a reason to exist, and establish a new financial system, a new Bretton Woods, which is what Lyndon LaRouche proposed many, many years ago, that would begin by going through a financial bankruptcy organization, a coordinated, cooperative effort to write down and write off speculative debts, which will never be repaid anyway, no matter how much austerity is implemented, and replace the central banks, which are private banks, run by the private banksters and, and hedge funds and financial institutions. We see that in terms of the trillions of dollars they've been getting to stay in business, while the rest of the economy is shut off from credit. Shut them down and, re and, and establish Hamiltonian credit banks in every nation, it will generate national credit to physical production, to small and medium enterprises, to scientists, to entrepreneurs for research and development. Uh, in other words, credit for productivity and production, not for speculation. That would take the power away from the very networks who run the Warhawk faction that are committed to a showdown with Russia over Ukraine and China over Taiwan. In other words, those who we think are our enemies actually could be the best allies of the American people and the people of Europe in attacking our real enemies, the predatory bankers and hedge funds and private financial swindlers who are protecting volumes of worthless debt by killing off people in Afghanistan, as well as in the cities of the United States and, and Western Europe. So that's the solution. Work together on rebuilding Afghanistan and work together on building a sound world economy based not on speculation, but on physical production. That's my update for today. I'll see you again tomorrow.